I say the name Benjamin Franklin, probably a certain image comes to mind. Uh, perhaps uh, an image of a man holding a kite, trying to harness the power of electricity from the lightning. And Benjamin Franklin was a scientist. He was an inventor of many things, including the lightning rod. He was a statesman. He was one of the founding fathers of the United States. But he was also a man of character who had the desire to reach moral perfection. In his autobiography, Benjamin Franklin described 13 virtues that he chose to live by. And he would monitor his progress, or lack thereof, day by day and week by week in his journal. Each week he would focus on one of those virtues and he diligently tried to live out that virtue in all areas of his life. And then at the end of every day, he would reflect back on how he did in regards to each of the virtues and he would give himself a black ink mark if he failed to live out each one, whether it be temperance or frugality, cleanliness or humility. In his autobiography, Franklin wrote, on the whole, though I never achieved the perfection I had been so ambitious of obtaining, but fell, fall, fall, sorry, but fell far short of it, yet I was by the endeavor a better and happier man than I otherwise should have, have been if I had not attempted it. Now, when I read a portion of Benjamin Franklin's autobiography when I was in university, I thought he might be onto something. And there have been times that I have considered the fruits of the spirit, which are included in today's lesson from Galatians, as virtues that I should be striving for or measuring myself against, as Franklin did. But if we read this section of Paul's letter to the church in Galatia in context, we will find that this is not a checklist of human virtues that we can somehow achieve by our personal efforts. No, the fruits of the Spirit are actually that. They're fruit that is the result of healthy growth that can only come about in us by the author of life, the Holy Spirit working in and through us. But before we get into the fruits of the Spirit, let's remember the context of Paul's letter to the Galatians. Now the church in Galatia was made up primarily of Gentiles who had come to know the gospel of Jesus Christ while Paul was among them. He was ill while he was with them and they took care of him, a kindness that he did not forget and that he thanked them for. But in the time since he had been with them, certain Jewish Christians had visited Galatia and they told the believers there that to be accepted by God, they had to obey Jewish religious laws and customs. And this included circumcision, which was the way that men had to be uh, converted to Judaism. Now, Paul was outraged that some of these Galatian believers had begun to accept this teaching because it stripped away the very essence of the gospel. Paul had been clear. It was the grace of God 
and Jesus' sacrifice on the cross that justified men and women to God. They received God's Holy Spirit and the gift of eternal life by placing their faith in Jesus Christ and his resurrection from the dead. In doing this, they were truly free. Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. So what is this freedom and slavery Paul is talking about? First, it's freedom from Jewish laws and religious obligations, such as circumcision for men and keeping all the dietary restrictions. Jesus came to save sinners, Jew and Gentile alike. The Gentiles did not have to convert to Judaism to be saved. Now, they did have to leave behind their old ways of worship, their idol worship, sorcery, witchcraft, divination, and any other spiritual practices that were drawing on power outside of the triune God. But they did not have to become practicing Jews. But this freedom from the Jewish law could be a pitfall to them if they used it as an excuse to live selfish lives. In fact, they could even find themselves enslaved in another way, enslaved to the desires of their flesh. Instead of using their freedom to serve others, they could instead use it to serve themselves. Now the key to avoiding this is the law of love. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 13, do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become enslaved to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you want to know how you're doing spiritually, instead of checking on your obedience to all these religious observations, consider the state of your heart and specifically your relationships with other people. In the abstract, it's easy to say, I love everybody. The state of my heart is good. But Paul knew how deceitful our hearts can be and how easily we can use other people to gratify ourselves. The desires of the flesh. What are these desires of the flesh? The desires of the flesh are what lead us to do whatever brings us immediate pleasure or satisfaction, as opposed to the desires of the spirit that lead us to follow God's will. Paul makes it abundantly clear what he's talking about by listing examples of the works of the flesh, which I would summarize into four categories, sexual sin, spiritual sin, interpersonal sin, and sins of intemperance. Here's the complete list from Paul. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. 
These are sins that reveal our basest motivations, be they lust or pride, fear or anger, hatred or despair. How much more serious are these dangers than whether one is circumcised or keeps up with certain religious customs? After listing these works of the flesh, Paul writes, I am warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now to be clear, Paul is not saying that Jesus Christ will not forgive our sins. Jesus came to save sinners, not to condemn them. But those who think that they are living holy lives while they practice sins such as these are deceived. Freedom in Christ is not a license to sin. These are sins that left to fester will deform our character and prevent us from being led by the Holy Spirit. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. While the first is a list that contains sins that stem from our seeking to serve and please ourselves, this second list contains attributes of God, that by the power of the Holy Spirit can, to some extent, begin to describe even us. If you put them side by side, you see that they're incompatible. Love, faithfulness, and self-control put sexual immorality and idolatry to death. Love, joy, peace, and gentleness have nothing to do with jealousy or envy. So what of those of us here that recognize ourselves too much in that first list and not enough in that second? This is a call to honesty, self-examination, and repentance. The answer is not keeping notebooks with black marks for each of our infractions but daily self-examination before God can be a holy practice in the context of seeking forgiveness from our Lord and Savior. We repent daily and receive Christ's forgiveness. We also receive Christ's freedom and we receive a refreshing of the Holy Spirit to lead us into holiness and away from the pull of the desires of the flesh. It's not about trying harder. It's about surrendering to God. In his book, A Glimpse of Jesus, The Stranger to Self-Hatred, Brennan Manning quotes a Franciscan monk who told him, once you come to know the love of Jesus Christ, nothing else in the world will seem beautiful or desirable. Knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior, knowing God as Abba, Father, knowing and being filled with the Holy Spirit changes us from the inside out. 
those things that we once looked for in another's bed, a tarot card reading or the bottle, we realize can only be found in the one who created us, who knows us and loves us. We find our needs met not in the flesh, but by the spirit. Of course, there may be those here today who are walking the straight and narrow, passing with flying colors when it comes to chastity, sobriety, unity, and worship. And yet, perhaps when they examine their hearts, they fail to see love, joy, peace, patience, and other fruits that the Holy Spirit brings forth. It's possible that we can be good at being good, but not necessarily for the right reasons. As Tim Keller writes in The Prodigal God, if you seek to control God through your obedience, then all your morality is is just a way to use God to make him give you the things in life you really want. People may be obedient and moral to impress God, to impress others, to justify themselves, or simply out of fear. But none of those things are rooted in love, which is, after all, the core and the purpose of God's commandments. It was never about the law and the commandments themselves. It has always been about God and his relationship with his people. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. The key here is if you love me. But there will also be those who find keeping laws easier and safer than actually entering into relationship with God and admitting their need for a savior. Again, quoting Tim Keller, there are two ways to be your own savior and Lord. One is by breaking all the moral laws and setting your own course, and one is by keeping all the moral laws and being very, very good. Either way, it is only in Christ Jesus that we are truly set free, both from the conditions of the law and from the desires of the flesh. Only the Lord can produce the fruit of the Spirit in us, freeing us to live lives of love and joy, peace and patience, kindness, goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. If this is the life you desire, please join me in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we have no power in ourselves to save ourselves. It is only by you and your grace extended to us and our Lord Jesus that our sins are forgiven. It is only by the power of your Holy Spirit that we can escape slavery to sin and receive the freedom to live by the Spirit. Lord, we pray that you would put to death in us all 
that draws us away from you and your love. And that you would grow in us the fruits of your spirit. Not so we can call ourselves good and moral, upright people, but because we love you and we desire to follow you. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Move in power among us. May we see in our fellowship with one another, in our actions, our words, and our thoughts, your growth in our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.